Welcome, everybody, to the Lakeland Sports Guys podcast. I'm Tom Carroll along with Chris Cox, and we're at Emerald High School in the baseball stadium. Absolutely beautiful. Chris Cox uh, taking a look at this facility, uh, and you look at it uh, compared to where it was last time we were here. They did a lot in the course of, what, seven months? I was going to say, what, six or seven months, for real. <laughs> I mean, this, this this is reminiscent of what we see when we were doing 4A with, with Greenwood, Whitewood West Side, and so many other ones. But uh, they hit this out of department. I'm going to tell you, Coach Hite was talk, has talked to us about the football and everything. If, if it is anything like this, my friend, we're, Greenwood's going to be lucky because they're going to have two great football complexes in baseball. Going to be loaded, but you know, give you a chance if you get a chance to come out here and watch the tournament that's going on. Um, there are a, a lot of games that are still left that are actually going to be taking place, uh, and then the championship games coming up on Saturday. So you want to make sure to come out and take part in that. But there's plenty of seating, uh, parking. You want to come in gate four if you can uh, as well. You can come in the main gate and, and walk down from there. They've got a nice little path for you to walk down and around as well. So um, if you have any questions about uh, how to get here, you just simply need to go to Emerald athletics.com will give you all the details on where you need to be. I'd like to say this is only one of the two lo- locations. The other ones down in them peach trees, man, and in, in Edgefield, it's around Thurman. So, interesting thing was I didn't ask, Coach, was uh, I, I'm sure at the end of it they, they'll play the winners of each place to play each other, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's what makes it a great tournament, having it in two different locations, and it makes it easier, and you get more teams that way. Well, we got Fox Creek and, and, Car- and Carmen. Carson Newman? Carson Newman. That's actually playing out here right now. Both these teams have got some great pitching, some great hitting that's going on. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit with Mac Hyde as well as a couple of players coming up here in a little bit as well. So we'll have that for you. And uh, we got a preview, too, what's going on with Carolina and Clemson. I forgot about that. Yeah, it, both teams, we, we're going to have a good little conversation about what's going on with that. And I, At what point in time now, Tom Carroll, do we see Clemson right they're building right back into where they Basketball were Basketball-wise, yeah. yeah. We'll see if they end up coming so, back. Uh, a lot will depend on this weekend. Oh, well, you were talking about the other series. No, I was talking about the, 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 the one the, that's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be jacked up and ready to go with all the places they're playing. Three so. locations. Yeah. <laughs> so. so, two down in Columbia, one up uh, in them their hills, as you like to say. Many hills. <laughs> All right, first and foremost, let's get things started. Um, we got uh, some things that are going on with the high school league here once again. I think it's uh, uh, Lower Richland that is uh, going to appellate committee uh, as far as they're wanting to go from Region 5 to Region 3, um, and that is meeting today as well, so we'll find out a little bit more about uh, how that is going to go. Um, and they should have the final rankings. So everybody pretty much knows where they're going to go. They're just waiting on Lower Richland to go through the process to find out if they stay uh, in that region five, five or move down to region three. And a lot of it has to do with travel. It does. You know, it versus staying in Columbia area versus going out there to the Florence area. And I would also think maybe facilities as well. Like, you know, we speaking of Potts Creek, who's here now, you know, they won their appeal because of uh, facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and you talk, Tom, you're talking about a team that, well, they were four right. And then they pushed in a five. I don't understand wanting to go back to three, though. Were they three and they went to five? I think they were – no, they were four. Okay. And they ended up going up to five. And, and now they're not appealing their classification. They're yeah. just appealing the region that the they're region. in. Right. So, uh, they did appeal earlier <laughs> classification. That I, didn't go so well. Yeah, I thought they lost it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this is your favorite time. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about the South Carolina High School League football coaching changes that are out there because there's a few that are going on, uh, particularly Wagner Sally. They've hired a new athletic director. If you haven't heard, Corey Erskine is going to be the guy that is down there for you uh, fans, uh, Mustang fans down at Wagner Sally. But you also got a really good head football coach in, in Blaze Gillespie. I mean, when you look at where he comes from, he's coming over from Camden, right. where they've been, what, challenging for the state championship. They've won it a couple of years. They were runner-up last year to go along with all that. Um, and then, you know, he served as special teams coordinator, also as a defensive coordinator to go along with that. Plus, he was the JV head coach, and that's just one of the many hats that he ended up wearing. Um, but before that, he was at Lee County up in North Carolina. Uh, at Douglas Bird High School uh, in Cumberland County, and um, but you look at his overall record right now: 104 to 42 losses. He's been to 10 playoff seasons, had six region championships. He's been on a lower state championship and one state championship as well. So those are his credentials going in, and you can't ask for a better, I think, head coach uh, for the Mustangs of Wagner Sally right now. Hey, I think that's a win-win time. Remember the last time we talked about Wagner Sally in any kind of sense? One of your friends was 
making his way down a bit of head coach. And I mean, that was a big deal too, and it just didn't come to fruition. <laughs> but um, I think this guy with the with the credentials he's got, this is a really good football hire. Um, and like I said, with a new AD going in with him, uh, this should be fun, and this should bring them back to prominence. Yeah, well, Willie Fox was the head coach. He ended up going to Swansea to take Brett Wilder's place, and then it just kind of stormrolled from there overall. But there's also a new head football coach uh, over at Bishop England. This one kind of shocked me. That you know, that school's down in Charleston, and you've got uh, a Lakelands player that ended up growing up over in Lawrence County. He was a Raider, as a matter of fact, played for the – Raiders at quarterback and graduated in 2009, and now he's the head football coach over there. I didn't realize his credentials were as big as they are. Have you seen oh, how he got started? You read them off, though, because oh. this is interesting. <laughs> well, Logan Hall, he was the offensive coordinator at Pinewood Prep last year. Prior to that, he uh, was at Battery Creek High School, Limestone College. He was at the University of South Carolina, uh, where he was the offensive coordinator at Battery Creek. He also coached tight ends, um, pass game coordinator, recruiting coordinator at Limestone. Uh, spent eight seasons as a student assistant under Will Muschamp uh, to go along with that. Uh, he assisted with the running backs and also director of player personnel uh, while he was out there. And he played his college ball at Coastal Carolina. Yeah. So, um, you know, before he ended up transferring to USC. I didn't know he played for USC. Yeah, he was one of the – well, he came in at a time, time when we we were pretty well loaded at that position at quarterback. Um, the thing about him that is just so impressive is the resume you just gave him, but how it just ties in with what's going on in South Carolina right now today with the tight ends coach being hired and the relationships with Limestone. Mm-hmm. Um and some of the other things going on. I mean, it just ties in with Coach Fury coming in from line, coming being the head coach, and then uh, Jericho Cothery taking the limestone job now. So it all ties in. It's a really good hire. You and I wonder why it's so hard to keep coaches and ADs in Charleston. Um, we'll see where this one goes, but I think this is a win-win hit, home run ball here. Looking forward to it, and we've still got a few spots that are open, not as many as I thought uh, in the past, so they're filling up quickly. I think we got, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven coaching spots left, including Wade Hampton of Greenville, which uh, Travis Miller, what, that's not even 15 days old <laughs> as of yet, that positioning opened up. You got uh, Mike Howard ended up leaving uh, St. John's. You still have Silver Bluff looking for a new uh, coach there since D'Angelo Bryant ended up moving on. Um, you got Rock Hill, which everybody's saying that that is like a prime job right now. And then uh, you got Marlboro County, which also opened up That's in the middle of last month. And then um, got to replace Clay Lewis over at Chesney, who has been, you know, one of those playoff teams and gotten to the second, third round each year. So you got, so you got some good guys that you have to end up replacing for out of those seven teams. Yeah, I mean, a lot of – and like I said, after today we may have something else pop open. But I'm kind of looking for that uh, like Fox Creek – I mean, not Fox Creek, Silver Bluff job to be uh, one of those CSRA hires. Uh, and it'll be interesting who it may be um, because I, I hear they're looking toward the Peachfields and Strum Thurman uh, for an assistant coach there, but that's just words through the grapevine, so we'll see when it comes to fruition. Where it ends up going from there. All right, we'll follow along, see what ends up happening uh, over the course uh, of the next month or so. A lot of uh, spring practices are going to begin here uh, in about a month uh, when we get to April we got the college Spring practices ended up beginning Wednesday. I was going <laughs> to say Dabo started up. So we got, got everybody uh, up and going here early in the in the cold. <laughs> Chance to, to go ahead and play in the cool weather. Get them ready, man. All right. So we'll look into all of that. Uh, I want to say congratulations to uh, the Greenwood Eagles as well. When you look at uh, their baseball team, they ended up going up to T.L. Hanna. have already pulled off a couple of wins that are there. However, I think tonight or tomorrow they end up playing T.L. Hanna themselves. So they've, they've got uh, that tournament that's going on up there. That was always a big robbery when I was in school. Uh, it was Greenwood T. O'Hannon, and it's going to probably continue now with, with Greenwood going to 5A. But uh, I tell you, I think coaches are ready. I think they've had some really great practices and a couple of really hard scrimmages. And I, I think that, um, as Coach was talking about here at Emerald, I think they're a senior-laden team for the most part. They've got a lot of big guys on that team. So we'll see how it goes for the Greenwood Eagles. But great tournaments to start of the year. 
I mean, so a lot of fun uh, watching some early baseball. Yeah. Of course, the weather hasn't cooperated <laughs> all this much this week, but hopefully it'll get underway. And uh, this game was supposed to be played yesterday. It ends up coming and playing at 3 o'clock here today. But they got uh, you know a triple header that's going on. Um, and Fox Creek is just hitting the ball extremely well. And that's going to be a factor for uh, – the region that they're in and that uh, down there in that uh, region four area. And they're going to be pretty there good there. So that'll be fun. You're going up against uh, Aiken, South Aiken, yep. North Augusta. And they're going to be some pretty good teams down there. But like you said, this team is hitting the ball. Like I said, we walked up in the first home run. I remember first hit with a home run by the leadoff <laughs> pillar, which is a Hillary we joked about. But uh, all in all, man, really good things happening over here at Emerald. Joining us now, we have the head baseball coach for the Emerald Vikings, Coach Mack Height. And, Coach, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me, Tom. Always a pleasure, and, and, and particularly being here at Emerald High School and the new facility you got out here, this is nice. Very nice. nice. We are very fortunate, very blessed. We're excited about the facility upgrades and um, just can't wait to continue to enjoy them. And for our players and parents in the Emerald community and alumni, it's a really exciting time because um, it's been uh, – since the beginning of the baseball field, from my understanding, um, that old press box and had the old coaches, Coach Ellis and Coach Moss and Coach Painter and lots of folks reaching out. They're just really excited to see this happen and come to fruition. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. And then they got uh, – we'll, we'll put your athletic director hat on a little bit. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, your baseball team because um, these guys are getting ready to go. You're kind of going through the steps of getting ready for, the, you know, region play in that regard. Well, for the regular season to start for the most part. That's right. Yep. They're, um, it's a, it's preseason, so you're going through a lot of things and, and learning a lot about your team, trying to find the identity of the team and kind of the heartbeat of the team. And um, – you know, making a lot of mistakes and learning a lot. So that's a big part of it, a big piece of it. Um, try to tell the team all the time. It's not about how, how well you're playing in February. Um, it's about being ready to play well and uh, throughout April and, um, you know, through that region play. So we're, we're trying to get ourselves ready, and we're, we're learning every time we go out. So that's the main thing right now is just keep getting better. Well, who are some of the players that we can look forward to seeing this year? Um, you know, we, we return our um, – Two top pitchers as far as innings last year, and uh, Will Howard and Tucker Meredith, and they'll be big pieces uh, both offensively, defensively, and on the mound. Um, two guys that have played a lot of baseball for us, uh, played since they were freshmen, and um, you know we'll look for them to kind of lead the team. We'll go as they go, and um, that's something I think that they embrace, and um, you know it's exciting to watch their progression. Um, mentally and physically in the game it's just uh come a long way in a couple of years so i'm excited to see how their year turns out and um you know outside of them there's a lot of guys that haven't seen a ton of varsity playing time yet so we're we're young around those two guys um some of the other ones are juniors um and one a few seniors that will help us in some places but most of our guys are very young ninth graders eighth graders um you know a few tenth graders sprinkled in here and there but a lot of inexperienced players at this level so there's some growing pains. There's a lot of learning that goes on with that, but they're talented and it's exciting to coach them. So um, uh, those two guys especially, but Eli Swansea is a returner from last year. He played as an eighth grader for us and um, a guy we'll lean on heavily. And um, Finn Howard, uh, Will's younger brother, is a freshman that will eat up a lot of innings for us, I believe, this year. Just being um, going to play shortstop for us right now. We had a couple of injuries and things happen that it is – shook in our lineup up a little bit um but it's good to have guys learn different positions learn how to play different positions so we're eager to see how how that helps them grow awesome and of course with the younger players you've got to have some team leadership and those two guys play a major part in it oh yeah for sure they they um you know they've been out there and they've experienced it uh, for several years now so i think leaning on their expertise and experience and they've played with a lot of these guys growing up and, and been around them a while so I'm hoping that, that their experiences from playing varsity will, will rub off on some of the younger guys and having conversations with them about uh, how to handle some of that thing, some of those things that occur um, in the game, the adversity that comes and keeping those guys calm. And But, you know, there is no, no substitute for experience. So they got to go through it. And uh, we're going through it right now. And uh, it's good for them. It really is. Sometimes it's really hard and frustrating as their coach to see it. But you watch things happen, you're like – all right, let's just try to not that let that happen again. So uh, it's, and then the light bulb goes off, and you're yeah. like, yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's growing pains for sure, but it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's been a very rewarding process to watch the guys learn and grow. 
Um, and that's the thing that I think has kept me um, coming back every day and excited about it because I see the improvement, I see the potential, um, and it's just exciting to watch the guys continue to get better. You're in the process of a tournament, a week-long tournament. This is the second year? Second year, yes, sir. Yep. So with this tournament, and it, it's kind of interesting because it's at two different locations, correct? Yeah, this year we split the sites up um, between here and Strom Thurmond, um, which has been a good a good dynamic and interesting dynamic because we got some more teams out of the Columbia area, the uh, Edgefield, North Augusta area that normally might not come this way. But um, trading off some of those teams with some of the teams in our area has kind of been a – a neat um, piece of that so it's been an exciting years we've had some really good baseball teams come through here and um, you know with three games today you'll see a lot of talent <laughs> it's always fun we got mid-carolina coming up at 7 30 um, the game going on right now carson newman fox creek and then clinton 96 coming up at five o'clock uh, looking forward to seeing all of those teams and some of those uh, you're going to see uh, here in the preseason as well oh yeah yeah it's a um you know it's a busy time of the year for us we uh Right after this tournament, we kind of jump into the, the regular season. and um, But all that is preparation for region play. You know, we try to keep our guys' mindset around that is this is all preparation for, for those region games. And hate to call them glorified scrimmages, but they don't affect your postseason play. So that's, you know, it's just an opportunity to go out and get better. So um, trying to teach the competitive edge. It doesn't matter if it's a glorified scrimmage region game, rock, paper, scissors, or tiddlywinks, we're going to try to win. So we're working through that process of trying to get better and um, – like I said, it's just it's just about day by day trying to trying to improve. That's where we are. All right, I'm going to ask you to put your AD hat on and, and talk a little bit. Of course, the facilities are a big factor that's going on right now. The big press box is going on. You got the footing uh, in for the press box over at the, at the main stadium that's over there. What else is happening here and around Emerald? Uh, you know, we're just a lot of excitement. Um, <laughs> you know, a lot of confusion uh, because of everything we got going on. Rerouting parking and and uh, but it's it's. Um, you know, pardon our progress is what I try to tell myself and the parents that it's just going to be some inconveniences. But uh, next year, I think you won't recognize the place. And even here already, the baseball facility that we've upgraded, it just doesn't even look like the same place. Um, beautiful. Which is incredible in, in the amount of time they were able to get this done. Um, so thankful for that. But the football press box is going to be, you know, unbelievable and um, something that our fans and, and our parents and the Emerald community is – been eager about for a long time so there's a lot of excitement with that and that should be done in July um, they're working really hard every day to get that done and um, the school front is going to be very nice it's beautiful um, there there should be done with that by the end of March and um, as far as um, something I'm very proud of is, is we have completed a softball batting cage they have an indoor batting cage for our ladies and that was a, a big improvement that we've worked hard to get that done and um, you know just a lot of people to thank a lot of a lot of hustling around and, and working hard to get these things accomplished, but it, it, it really has nothing to do with me. I'm here at this time, and I'm excited about it, and I'm, I'm pumping it up. But uh, it's a lot of people doing a lot of, a lot of hard work behind the scenes to uh, raise money and, and hustle and, um, you know, the support from our district administration, our school administration, Ms. Blunt, and a lot of people that want to see our facilities be top-notch for our kids. And, uh, you know, it just brings about a whole another level of pride, you know, and the places that I've been and the places that I've been fortunate to coach and where I come from, um, you know, your your facilities and, and your athletic department, your front porch of your school. And um, I think it brings about a whole another level of school pride mm -hmm. when you got facilities like this, because as a player, you know, you get to play in a place like this, it's it means something to you. And uh, it's our house, and it's our job to keep it up and keep it nice and putting that responsibility back on the players. And, um, you know, I told them after we got this facility, all right, they've, they've given us a Ferrari. we got to figure out how to drive it. So we're, we're learning a lot and trying to keep it clean and working hard to, to make it uh, the best it can be. So um, it's just a really exciting time at our school. We, we've got a lot of great things going. we got a lot of great people. and. Uh, in place and got a lot of great coaches and we're just going to continue to day by day to keep building on the progress that we've made and where we're trying to go but it is definitely a process so I love what you've done in hiring coaches. You've had you've got some great ones that are here that are absolutely doing well. So keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, we're working hard. So every day. Mac Hyde, the head baseball coach for the Emerald Vikings, joining us here on the Lakeland Sports Guys. Thanks a lot, Coach. I appreciate you having me, Tom. Thank y'all.
And Chris, uh, you heard the interview with Coach Mack Height and, and what he's looking forward to. Uh, things are happening here at Emerald. A lot of excitement that's going on. Uh, and he, most of all, I think he's more excited about getting the season started. He is. and I mean, like you said, we well, was talking about the two experienced players that he's got. He's got several seniors on his team, but for the most part, he calls it a young baseball team. And it's, when you have a young baseball, it comes with headaches and growing pains, as I think he said. So uh, uh, it'll be an interesting year. But um, like I said, he, he's going to lean on his senior laden pitchers and, and first basemen that he has. And they're going to be the ones that teach these younger kids what it's all about here at Emerald Vikings. And right now, let's go ahead and bring in Tucker Meredith. He's a junior with the Emerald Vikings. And, Tucker, we appreciate you coming back and joining us. Thank you. Yep, always a pleasure to be here. And um, first, let's find out what position do you play? I'm a left-handed pitcher and first baseman. And uh, left-handed pitchers are hard to come by, aren't they? Yes, sir. <laughs> That's where a scholarship comes in, buddy. <laughs> Well, that, that was the beauty because if you're left-handed, uh, it gets you in a lot of doors, particularly if you play first base. That seems to be <laughs> one yep. of the other ones that, that has, a, has a, a, a dollar tag by it, I guess you would say. Well, let's, uh, first and foremost, let's talk about uh, your team. Uh, um, you know, Looking at this season, how do you think it's going to go? Uh, I think we have a lot of potential, a lot of young players on the team. You know, I think we're we've upgraded a lot from last year. You know, we have a bunch of young kids, shortstop, catcher. I think we have a lot of potential for this year. And when you look at uh, overall, as far as uh, the season's gone so far, how has it gone for you? Uh, for me, it's gone pretty good. I've had a couple of good starts. You know, hitting it pretty well. I think as a team, we've done pretty well. You know, not exactly what we've wanted. You know, a couple losses, but I think we've gotten better over time. You know. Gone, done better against Fox Creek than what we did against 96 and better against Abbeville. So, we're just getting better over time. Yeah, we're going up against this Fox Creek team. <laughs> it's a challenge just watching what they're doing right now with Carson Newman. Um, you know, that's that's a big statement mm -hmm. that you got going on. Well, taking a look uh, right now as far as practice goes, is there something you like in practice better than the other? Or is there – well? Most practices, we always try to split it up into multiple different things, like a hitting segment and then defense. My personal favorite is probably hitting, like whenever we get on the field and just crank up the machine and see how far we can hit it and focus on hitting it backside, pull side, you know, situations, base running, because I feel like it really emulates the game and we get to learn a lot about what our team can do. Right, and then the offseason plays a big part in that as well, doesn't it? Yeah. So what, what happens in the offseason for you? What do you work on most? Mainly just getting in the weight room, getting stronger, you know, trying to get velo. And then as the season gets on, some bullpens, working on, like, accuracy and then, like, facing certain batters, like what I can do, you know. Good deal. Well, I'm looking forward to actually getting you to see you play tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. You're going up against uh, Mid-Carolina. This is a team you've, you've what, faced once already this year? Uh, no, we Not haven't yet. played them this year. Okay. So it's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight will be the first time you get a chance to see him. All right. Well, we appreciate you coming in, talking with us, and wish you. you the best of luck over the season. Thank you. All right. Tucker Meredith joining us here, part of the Emerald Viking baseball team. Chris, one of the better pitchers that you've got here in the Lakelands, Tucker Meredith, now just joined us. And, uh, you know, this young man has got a rifle of an arm. Man, I'm going to tell you, if you haven't seen him pitch, and the thing that makes him dynamic, Tom, and, and we talked about it, you talked about it with him, he's a left-hander with stuff. Let's just call it what it is. And, and you know, already a commit. So he's already, he doesn't have to look down the road for that. It's already in his head's in his, his mirror. He can see it coming forward. And a really good player. He plays a different position as well. Um, and like I said, I think that's where your senior late, uh, leadership come come from with your pitching staff. Well, these are our two great ones. Is Will Howard now joining us, one of the pitchers for the Emerald Vikings. Will, glad to have you join us here on the Lakeland Sports Guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, always a pleasure. And, uh, you you know, getting ready for the season here, I know it's been a lot of fun. Uh, you know, what's it been like for you since, uh, you know, the first pitch, the first practice? Well, I'm just really fired up to get the season started. I'm excited to see how we're going to do this year. I think we've improved a lot from the last year. We're younger this year, but I think we have a lot of potential and I'm glad to be able to lead these young guys and just kind of show them what it means to be an Emerald baseball player and how we do things around here. Awesome. What position do you play? And, and for the most part, uh, what are you looking forward to doing as, as far as batting, being your batting average at the end of the season? 
Um, I'm looking to bat over 333. Good. Just a uh, personal goal of mine. And uh, But I'm primarily a right-handed pitcher. Okay. All right. With pitchers, are there more superstitions than there are with any other baseball player? I would agree, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably a few. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, we know the chalk line is probably one that everybody oh, yeah. has that's there. you got to hop over the top of that. What are some of the superstitions that you have? Uh, I got to, like, flip the ball up in between every pitch. I don't know why. It just works for me, so. Well, hey, that's all that matters. Yeah. You got to make it work overall. Um, uh, Practice-wise, when you guys practice, what has that been like, particularly with the younger players? It's been fun um, taking ground balls at first base. A uh, younger guy, Peyton Wynn, he's awesome. He's going to be really big for us. I like getting to be around him a lot, and I think he's going to be special for us in the next coming years. Good deal. Uh, any f- future goals for you after high school? Um, I'm committed to play at Wofford. Awesome. And looking forward to the, hopefully winning a Southern Conference now championship the there Cardinals. and winning with that group. All right. Well, we've had quite a few Lakelands players that have ended up going up through Walford and Spartanburg mm-hmm. in that area as well. So best of luck in all that. And for particularly for the season, looking forward to you playing tonight. Are you pitching tonight? Yes, sir. I am. Starting? Yes, sir. Awesome. We can get a, we can get a front row seat. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Terry or himself. <laughs> <laughs> Will, I appreciate you coming in and talking with us. Best of luck. Yep, thank you. All right. Will Howard joining us here on the Lakeland Sports Guys. Always a pleasure to have uh, with us Will Howard. He, uh, you know, being from my neighborhood, I get to watch him play and grow up, and it's always a pleasure to see where he's end up going. Going to be part of that uh, Wofford crowd that's out there. Yeah, you got a lefty righty combo, and they, like I said, we we just talked to both of them. They're excited. They're seniors, and they're just ready to play ball, just like Coach is, and get out here. and And like I said, this is going to open up what next week or two, isn't it? Or it excuse is. me, next, next week it'll open up. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see. Of course, we'll get to see him pitch here tonight. He's going to be – or Will is going to be leading off uh, for the start. Uh, that's going to be taking place, and I believe that's going to be against Mid-Carolina. Um, so, if you get a chance to come on out here uh, early, and best definitely come out Saturday because there's going to be a lot of folks that are going to be out here Saturday with uh, two games. you got the championship game and the consolation game that's going to be going on. And then um, Tuesday, things get real. They're going to be taking on Fox Creek at Fox Creek Charter High School uh, – to kind of open up the season more or less and um, get things started, and then uh, after that, uh, got you know they go back to back, kind of head back here to uh, uh, Emerald High School. Going to be taking on the Wildcats at ninety six on Wednesday at seven thirty. Oh. That's going to be a fun matchup with Fox Creek. Tom, we 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 watched them. What are we in now? It's six two right now, but it's a team that can hit the ball and they pitch the ball very well. It just says, you know, recently that Cardinal Neiman has has kind of scored a couple of runs here on that team, and they've changed pitchers now. But uh, should be a really good matchup. Uh, like you say, come on out this weekend because you're going to see some teams. You're going to see at least one or two teams you haven't seen. Yeah. They've been playing in the Trump Thurman Regional. But then you got Dixie on Friday next week, uh, a week from tomorrow, and that'll be at Dixie High School. That's up there. Before you come back and have to fake Fox Creek again here <laughs> at Viking Stadium one more time. So looking forward to it. And I know Coach Frank Hill is, is excited. He loved baseball, mm. loved being part of the baseball team that is here. And I, you know, for the most part, um, he, he's looking down from heaven on these Vikings, wishing them the best of luck, as are we, because this is going to be a fine season for them. He's also looking down on, on – the property and what's being done here <laughs> with the building of the school and now with this complex here and then his field which is named frank hill stadium and the press box they're building there is just phenomenal and like i said it's the one good thing about playing fox creek what three or four games pretty much back to back to back is it's a really good team like i said they pitch well they hit well so you know everyone's going to do everything in their power to win these games they're not going to give them to them <laughs> Well, they got some good teams coming up. Their first conference game, uh, when you look at it, it's going to be Tuesday, March the 19th. Looking forward to having a big crowd here and hoping the community come out and join them. Yeah, big, big-time crowd. Like I said, um, region region play was something that I, I wanted to ask Coach a couple things in the region play. I didn't do it this time. We'll get it later on into it. But uh, I think region is going to be pretty tough this year. 
<laughs> if you look at started off with Woodruff, then you got Chester, um, you got Ware Shoals, uh, kind of a uh, out of uh, conference, ninety six out of conference, Saluda out of conference, um, and then you uh, hit Union County. You got Clinton, which is going to be, uh, from what I understand, they are pretty loaded this year. Go out of conference with uh, Newberry um, and Pendleton, and then Ware Shoals at the end of the season on April twenty six. So. Very good test for a young baseball team, and it's going to take every bit of the the merits that they got to get this done. I mean, like I said, they it's not like I mean the coaching's the same time year in year out. You got to do what you got to do. You just learn your new players and stuff like that. So it should be exciting. And like I said, the first two or three games is going to predicate what goes on toward the end. <laughs> we got Coach Mark Scruggs perfect. I was in here with us. <laughs> I was going to get him anyway in a minute, but uh, so uh, well, you, Coach, you can pull up seat if you'd like. <laughs> hey, he's trying to get me to shave, man. But. <laughs> he got a haircut, so that's yeah, about the best I, I can I, do. I can show you the haircut. <laughs> Doing good, man. But, uh, you're welcome to pull up a chair if you'd like. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, got, I got you. All, All right. right. <laughs> I'll get you again. <laughs> He'd rather come to Howard's anyway and get them steak sandwiches. Yeah, speaking of which, twice-baked potato with a ribeye yeah. steak sandwich today, the special of the day, and uh, the lost per bisque is what they have as far as the soup went. And uh, on a cool day like this, it's always nice to go out to Howard's on Main. Check them out on their Facebook page, Howard's on Main. Uh, just put it into there, and they'll uh, have all the daily specials as they come up each day, not to mention – the entertainment. they got some great entertainment that happens on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. They've also had a menu. They've got another edition of it where they've, got, they've expanded that little menu a little bit to where you can get all of your special numbers and everything like that. So, well, if they get the 52 on that menu, I'll be happy. It's on there. They just don't call it the Tom Garrell yet. But it's we're the, we're it's a hot working. ham and cheese sandwich, but I like it cold. We're, we're working with Tom with Howard on this, so we're going to get it done. But uh, – Shit, like I said, it's always good to get out. You know, you know, I'm a remote guy. I like to go out and do remotes, and this this facility is unbelievable. So, yeah, it's only going to get better. So it is. You just keep watching. <laughs> we watch every time we end up driving by, but it's actually nice to be here for the games. And you and I are going to have to come out a little bit more often. Uh, we will. Like I said, Coach Heights, come on anytime. So anytime he invites me, man, I'm coming. You know me. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the college aspect and what's going on. Uh, you look in and around what's happening baseball-wise. We're going to get into that in just a second. But basketball-wise, Carolina and Clemson end up with big wins. And i tell you what. <laughs> I was concerned because I was at a road road game that we don't always play well in at College Station and at A&M. And great coach uh, in, in, in Buzz. And a really good basketball team, generally a physical team that gives us – Let's just call it what it is. But this isn't the same team we've had in the past, Tom. And this team, they they love going on the road. They like playing at home, but they love going on the road now too. Well, and, and, you know, with Carolina, um, they had a tough test with Texas A&M. I mean, it was a two-point game. It was, what, 58-60 or something like that? It kept plopping a little bit I like mean, that. It, it ended up 70-68. Uh, but it, it went back and forth, back and forth. And, and the last – you know, two, three minutes, it could have been anybody's ball game. It could have. And it, as close as it was, man, we had 32 points at the half. We scored 38 in the second half. And, then, you know, 70-68, great game. You know, I think I jinxed myself when I said, you know, games that Michi Johnson is leading the team with double scoring or whatever, double figures we lose. He, he just sent that out to me and said, man, just hush about what you're talking about. So, uh, he, he had a great game, Tom, 22-5-3. and three. And he was only 7 for 14. It's 50% from shooting from the field, but he still scored 20 points. And the defense is what surprised me the most because you look at Texas A&M, and they didn't even attempt a three-point shot until, what, about the 12-minute mark in the second half? I yeah. mean, they, they didn't even attempt it in the first half. Well, you know, we even went to – toward the end of the first first half, we started running a little bit. Where the, we were kind of not playing a prevent or anything. We were matching the ball near midcourt and, and, and actually make them struggle to get across the line. And uh, like I said, in this game to me, though, even though Michi was your leading scorer, I think Talon Cooper was your player of the game. I mean, 11, 8 rebounds and 9 assists. He also had four steals. Um, so, I mean, he did everything in that game, right? CMB, 8, 12, and 3. I love the fact that the starters are also getting double double in rebounds, too, you know, which gives them the double-doubles. And, uh, like I said, Cooper was one assist from a triple-double. 
Well, two rebounds and an assist from a triple-double. <laughs> it's close. And then uh, you look at the Car- or the Clemson Tigers, uh, what they had to do as far as they played on Tuesday night, and a big win for them. And they led pretty much this whole game. They took care of business like they should, uh, end up with a big win over Pitt. And a game that you needed, Tom, because, you know, when that was one of the games. Is, is Pitt not the team you start ACC Conference play with? Was it not Pittsburgh, or was it? It may have been. And it was been. a close game. I mean, it's a long, long ways to go. But, yeah, that's a huge win at home. Like you, like Stan's always say, a hold home uh, court than they did, 69-62. Um, Pitt's a little bit better team than I thought they were. They're 18-10. and 10. I thought they were a little bit further down. But it's like you said, they held out their, their leading player. He didn't play as much as he wanted to. And this game didn't come down to P.J. Hall. It came down to a couple other players. And that's always good news for Brownell when he can find other ways to than P.J. to get the points because we know P.J. has been having a little bit of foul troubles, and I didn't even see what he did in this game as far as fouls. No, he, he had four, as did uh, Shefflin. I think he had four to go along with it as well. So, Well, I think the key to that game, and I think you saw it also, was the inbounds play after the free throw, mm-hmm. and they just hit a bomb pass on with Shefflin, and he slammed it home. And I think that's still the game for the most part. Had to make some free, throw, uh, free throws coming down the stretch, and, and they did. Uh, they're doing everything that they, they have to do. They're doing it. They're 20-8, and eight, Tom. Sooner or later, they got to have – a rank beside that name because now we are at, at tournament time. <laughs> um, it's going to be fun to see. Uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, could they be ranked? I think they're going to get through this weekend first. Um, and and it possibly, that would be the earliest I think they would get re- get their ranking back. But it may be possibly until they get to the uh, ACC tournament and we actually win a game because right now they're projected to get a bye. They are. So, and they'll be on that bracket as far as if the projections go the way they say, they'll be on that bracket with North Carolina and not Virginia. Right, and um, I, I think that's a good thing. I know the tradition and everything we're winning against the Tar Heels, but I think Virginia's one of the danger teams that play defense. They're mirrored to this Clemson team. And I think Armando Baycott, he's talked so much crap that, you know, I think he's really believing he's ACC player of the year, but he's just <laughs> not putting the numbers up. And, like I said, I think this is a game that Clemson would favor if they did play North Carolina over a, over a Virginia team who plays really good defense. All right, so that's what's going on with the basketball. Now let's talk about the, the big guns and what's getting ready to happen because this is where a lot of the fun actually begins. Uh, you got the big rivalry game, Clemson coming down to, to Founders Park uh, for game number one tomorrow. And then they go over to Segre Field uh, on Saturday and then return up to Doug's Kingsmore on Sunday. And uh, the fan bases, they're wild up. They're ready to go. This is the spring time that they get to uh, – they're going to be doing three things. They're either going uh, – well, one, they're going to go to the, ba- the baseball game. Two, they're probably going to end up going to a basketball game <laughs> as well because that will probably be there at that time. And then you got spring ball that's happening football-wise uh, for both of the schools as well. So you got three big events, and you throw in the women's basketball on top of that down in South Carolina. you got you know four or five events to go to. And anytime you put Clemson Carolina together, it doesn't matter what the sport is. It could be beach volleyball. Um, oh, yeah, y'all don't have that team yet. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Erskine's got one, but I don't know why Clemson has But I mean, anytime you put Clemson Carolina, no matter where you're playing, and I, it, for some reason, though, Tom, it's always for the last two, three, four years, it's always following that Friday games at Founders. For some reason, I mean, Kingsborough is, you know, you could host that game. Um, are you excited about it going to Segray instead of uh, Floor? Well, it went to floor last year. Right. So, right. so um, they split they, they flip flop back and forth between two of them. But floor is they've got all kinds of games, all kinds of teams that are going on. Um, not only the local teams from South Carolina, but North Carolina as well. And they pit those guys against each other. And we got some teams too that are, I think Michigan State's going to be playing down there a little later on this spring as well. So uh, you got some you got some big teams that are coming down. You got what I think it may be three Big Ten teams that are going to be playing. At floor, but Segre is just a it's a beautiful field, good complex, not the best location, but it's a it's a good complex. Let's well, that's that's, that's where the fireflies end up playing yep. as well. So, um, I don't think the bluefish bluefish <laughs> play there, do they? No, I think no. they're on the other side of town at the old stadium. Yeah, they play over there by the well, yeah, at the old Carolina. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the team now. <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I went to many games at that field and can't remember it. All right. Well, let's talk about this game because, uh, you know, the Palmetto Series is uh, kind of 
part of this as well. Um, you know, the Gamecocks and the Tigers, they compete for the Palmetto Series trophy each year, and uh, South Carolina ended up winning it last year. Um, baseball weekend, uh, you get to earn tons of points with these three games that are going to end up taking place. And, um, you know, for, for South Carolina, um, the big gun has pretty much been senior first baseman Gavin Cassis, has it not? Hey, he and Coleman seen it. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, and, and, and Ethan Petrie. I mean, we're, we've we been blessed with some pretty good hitters down there, and, they, and that's what they do. They hit the ball, and this year they're they're more inclined. You know, in the past we were yard cocks. Uh, I, I'm glad we've kind of taken that away, even though Petrie and Messina have still hit two on runs apiece. Uh, kind of like at Clemson. I mean, y'all are kind of like the new – uh, yard Tigers, maybe, whatever you want to call it. You come up with your name for that. It's, it's, uh, um, but we won some games recently with small ball. And I know that our AD loves seeing that style of play come back. And I think that's Mark Kingston just trying to say, you know what, our pitching's not really where we need it. We're going to need it. To every run we got on base, we got we can't leave them. We got to score whichever way we can by by home run, by hit, by bunt. And uh, I think we played really well this year. Um you know, level of competition, competition might not have been there, but uh, we played well just like it Clemson has. And uh, I'm excited this game basically because I think the pitch is going to be really good in, in, in all three games for both teams. Well, right now I think Carolina has the advantage pitching-wise. Um, I think their uh, ERA right now is 3.4, whereas Clemson's is 3.48. So it's that close. <laughs> I don't say <laughs> that way. it is. I, I'm okay with that. Now you're making me do decimals, and I'm not good at decimals. So I'm going to take your word for it. But, and there again, I mean, we, we I, I thought it was cool the other night because the one thing I took away from the Gardner-Webb game is had a local kid pitching from Greenwood in that game and Garrett Hodges, and he only pitched to one inning. But uh, It's perfect inning. It him. was a perfect inning. And, I mean, I think that says a lot about it. I mean, you love seeing those players, like local players, that, that can get up and do that. And uh, they had – they had Car- he had Carolina Roach that first in, and uh, like I said, we came out, won the game, won it big. But uh, it's exciting, man. Like I said, anytime you throw Clemson, South Carolina at it. I mean, you, each team's got big players. I mean, y'all got Cam, and and then y'all got a couple other players that coach Backage is really excited to have. Well, having uh, Purify in there as well, what what Jaron has been able to do, he's got what four home home runs already, th- or excuse me, four RBIs already this year, and then Will Taylor, you know, what he did Tuesday against USC Aiken, three bombs. Now, this is the thing about Will Taylor, and, and we were wondering when he's going to break out, and everybody goes through a slump now and then, and he fortunately he had this at the beginning of the year. He was batting in the number two spot. They moved him to the second half of the lineup and on Tuesday, and this is what he ends up doing, comes up big with three home runs and he let off the three of those innings I mean I mean that, that's what ended up happening there so he's going to be a big factor along with Caminella um, you look at Mathis he's going to be a big factor for the Tigers uh, that is there but it's going to be the pitching that's going to be interesting for me as to what's going to end up happening because you got some great matchups when you look at, at, at who's pitching and starting pitchers for Friday um, for Clemson you got the right-hander and Billy Barlow who had a rough start to the season but ended up pitching four great innings after that. And then you got the right-hander and Eli Jones for USC that's going to be starting. He's really our leadoff for the weekend pitcher and really good player. Um, I'm excited to see Barlow because I don't think I've seen him pitch in the series before. I think this is his first time playing the game. Yeah, he got hurt before the series happened yeah. last year. Had to go through Tommy John surgery, and, and now he's back this year after a lot of rehab that he ended up going through. Saturday's matchup for Clemson, uh, you've got uh, Tristan Smith, the left-hander that'll be on the mound, and for USC, uh, the right-handed pitcher and Dalen Eskew, who has been phenomenal so far this season. He speaks so well, but Tom, just like in this game here, Lefties are hard to hit, man. So if you got a really good lefty, and, and, and I think Tristan Smith is, I mean, we're going to have to really bear down and hit the ball because he's got kind of a little bit of, I won't call it a submarine, but he's got that action, let's say. Uh, and, and he gives teams fits, or so far, yeah. So. And then Sunday's a big game. For Sunday's going to be big because USC's throwing out their third right-hander of the day uh, to start, and that'll be Roman Kimball. Um, and then he'll be facing uh, Aiden Knack, who is the freshman phenom for Clemson University, uh, taking care of Sunday. This past Sunday, he was uh, lights out against Kennesaw State, who basically just bombed Clemson on Friday before all of that. So for him to come down and take care of those bats, that was huge for him, particularly in, in you know the confidence builder. Hey, I, I mean, Kimball's a great – I'll call him a closer because he's the third pitcher of the weekend that's going to get the start. Uh, but I, I'm excited to see him and Knight play each other. Like you said, Knight, Knight's got that 
surreal being a freshman. Uh, the, the things he can do on the mound that, that I, you know, as a Tiger, you got to be excited to see him But when he does pitch. All right, so I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what's going to happen. South Carolina has played all of its games at home. Clemson has played all of their games at home. Carolina right now averaging 9.3 runs per game. Um, they led by seven, uh, seven-year head coach Mark Kingston. Kingston uh, pretty much hasn't let a pitcher pitch more than, what, three innings, four innings? Uh, well, yeah. Most of them just a couple of innings, and then they move on. He's learned. Let's just call it what it is. He's learned not to try to overpitch a pitcher to where he gets hurt or something. And uh, <clears throat> you learn from mistakes. And then, like you say, I mean, every team's going to – that's the one thing I'll give Kingston. He, he's learning how to adjust on the fly, so to speak, small ball. Keep it. Keep your pitches down and, and pitch count, and, and you'll do better down the road. So, um, And it always helps to have some veteran guys coming there on that team for you, though. And then for Clemson, uh, they've got a former Tiger and Dylan Brewer who is hitting 519 on that USC squad right now. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't hit much better than that. I, anybody can hit over 500 for a number of games like he has is is kind of you know kind of surreal with it except that he can do that. Uh, and this may be the weekend reality sets in. Let's hope he doesn't get him. <laughs> His head <laughs> deflated by this, but it's going to be tough to keep that average. Yeah, but Ethan Petri, he's been a big factor as well, batting 357, three homers. Garrett Ganey also has a lone team save to go along with all that, but this is just a story rivalry. You know, here we go again, you know, dating back to 1899 when these teams first met once again. I want Petri to stay at 350. I mean, you know, if he, he could drop down under, especially with Knack pitching on Sunday, but uh, – like I said, he's a really good hitter. He's, he's got power when he needs it. And uh, I'll be interested to see because he and Cole Messina have been on a roll lately the past two uh, two or three weeks. Uh, they hit well together. Um, but like like I said, I like what both teams have done. You've moved a two or three pitcher to a six or eight hole, seven hole just trying to get a little bit more. Because like I said, when you six and have a hole, you know, you're going to get some hits to get to the bottom of the lineup. You're going to get a chance. So it's almost like you're leading off again. And they've got experience with lead-off hitters. So the big question is, how big of a advantage does the Gamecocks have with Monty Lee now being assistant coach over there? I think it's huge. I, I, you know, I was I was really wanting that there be a change. <laughs> I, I think everybody knows me knows that. I was hoping that Monty was going to be the head skipper. Um, but it, you know, I'm going to be honest, man. How much credit do you give Mark Kingston? Because I felt like he hired his replacement. <laughs> And that's always tough to do. But, I mean, you know, you go into a, a, a game or a season, and I think this is year for Kingston to prove himself. He's, if he doesn't, I think the writing's on the wall. I will say that. I think if he doesn't go in, and I'm not going to say we've got to make it all the way to Omaha, but I think we've got to play a lot better than we've been playing, especially SEC play, which is going to be difficult this year. I'll agree totally with that. But should be a fun matchup. Um, it all starts tomorrow night. What, 7 o'clock? Go Cox. Yeah, <laughs> Founders Stadium. I was in Go Tigers. That's what I knew. That's why I said I go Cox, man. Get in on you first. See where time. they go from there as they get underway. Um, Want to head on over to uh, Lander, uh, talk a little bit about their baseball team because you know this is something that we haven't seen in the last couple of years is a team that's been able to you know, not only come out fast as they have usually the great pitching and good bats to begin with but towards the end of the games they haven't been able to finish quite as much the pitching in middle relief hasn't been able to match that or the starters and they've lost some games that way they're not doing that this year my early follow is good to see coach uh at howard's and he was always having a good time good bare hand play there i don't know why he's got a glove but um <laughs> You know, you see him at Howard's, and he was smiling. You know, we met an assistant coach that he had just brought in, I think, for the hitter. Um, and I think the thing that's – yeah, I was thinking the thing about this team is the pitching so far that we've seen. It's really been pitching. It's propelled this team all along to get them a record they got. So. Of course, Lounge still is a big factor that's on there and be part of the, the pitching staff as well. And, and let's just say what it is. Boy, can hit. He can play. I mean, he's just an all-out player. I mean, he can. he's got the speed if he needs to take a base. I mean, if he needs to turn a play. Or, like I say, he's a really good utility player also. And, I mean, he's a he's a big get for Lander. You know, you would I would think about a, a Landon still. I mean, a, a Lound still probably at a, at a Berman, Walford, something to that effect. So. All right. Well, we're looking forward to uh, seeing what – 
the uh, Bearcats are, are going to be able to do here as their season gets underway. They got uh, another game coming up starting tomorrow, and then uh, rain will be a factor. We may see a doubleheader on Saturday. But you can go to uh, LanderBearcats.com, get all the details and information on all of that uh, as far as the games go, as far as cancellation, and if they're going to end up doubling up if you want to check it out uh, as well. As some of the other sports that are going on, rugby's doing extremely well out there. Men's basketball is still ranked in the top 20 as of right now. They come up with uh, another big win getting ready for the uh, NCAAs now. Right. Like I said, and, and don't be stunned. We don't have a Monday finish in this thing with the weather they call them for tomorrow and Saturday. So <laughs> could be very interesting. Just like I said, check it, check with the, the universities, see if the games are still going on, and get out and support your Bearcats. All right. So it should be a lot of fun. Quick predictions uh, baseball-wise. Uh, what do you think it goes? The Gamecocks sweep. They go two and one. They go one and two. I, look, I'm never going to say a sweep when it's Carolina Clemson. I mean, that's asking a little much. Um, I will say this. Two of the games are basically in Columbia, so they're home for us, basically. Uh, and I will take the game cuts two and one. I don't think we'll sweep at Clemson on, on Sunday, so I'm going to go two one. All right, I'm, I'm going to go two one Tigers, mainly because the Tigers are going to be the home team at Segra Field on uh, Saturday to go along with that. So I never know everything you know with that aspect. I, don't, <laughs> I didn't research that aspect of it. You had me on that one. But like I said, I still I, I will take the Gamecocks at Segura. I mean, it's basically a home game. And get out there and play because, you know, we're going we're gonna to have the support, Lexington and Columbia areas. So yeah, get out there because both, be both both teams will be out. Uh, both fan bases will be out loud and proud. So. And I was kind of looking for maybe an early start for tomorrow at, at uh, Founders Park with the with – the, it Bending still may go that way. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with all that. But, um, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it uh, as well. It's going to be on uh, SEC Plus is where it'll be. So I'm going to have to end up finding out where the plus side is of, of all that. But when it's on plus, man, you just got to go to a bar or something that's got that. But, <laughs> I mean, luckily, I mean, we may get to watch it on like we can with PBC and Erskine like that, maybe on computer or something. <laughs> give me give me your MVP for the game, for the, for the series. Have you got a guy? MVP for, you know, I, there are a lot of folks that, that I look at. Um, you know, Caminella is probably going to be the favorite uh, out of all this. But actually, I'm thinking um, it it may – well, I got two guys, actually. I'm, I'm thinking uh, Alden Mathis for the Tigers as being one of those. And the other one um, that I've got is Jacob Gerald as a possibility. Oh, I like that one. I, I like that one. I mean, Cam's going to be the name that you're going to get most most series that they do play. He's going to be the guy that's going to probably be leading the team in hitting and stuff like that. I like Cam and I like Cole Messina. And uh, nothing against Ethan Petrie, but I just think Messina's going to get a couple ball, uh, bombs on Friday and Saturday. All right. Well, we'll follow along. We'll be back on Monday, give you all the details of uh, what we saw <laughs> over the course of the weekend. What we didn't see. And, we, and what we didn't see. And I, I can't forget, too, got to make a mention of the Lady Gamecocks. They got a big game coming up this weekend as well. Yeah, we play tonight. As a matter of fact, we're at Arkansas tonight. So it'll be interesting to see um, what's going to happen there with a road game for Dawn. All right. So with all that being said, he's Chris Cox. I'm Tom Kerr. I want to thank uh, none other than the uh, head baseball coach for the Emerald Vikings, Mac Height, joining us along with uh, Tucker Meredith and Will Howard joining us as well uh, here on the Lakeland Sports Guys. And great interviews by those guys. And um, we got a lot going on uh, all over the Lakelands. Get out, support your teams wherever you might be. Chris, thanks a lot. Yeah, man. Thank you. Don't forget, we do have baseball here this weekend over here at Emerald. So if it, weather permitting, come on out. It's going to be some good teams and in your championship and consolation games. All right, he's Chris Cox. I'm Tom Carroll. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys. Have a great weekend.